October 14, 1066, the picturesque English countryside, normally a tranquil, quiet place, is now surrounded with the battle cries of the Normans and Anglo-Saxons. As the battle rages on, many men are cut down by the barrage of arrows and the deadly swords of their enemies. Even though the Normans are on horseback, the Anglo-Saxons are refusing to give in. Fighting back like a cornered animal, the rumor begins sweeping through the soldiers that William, the Duke of Normandy, has fallen. The terrified Normans begin retreating, and the emboldened Anglo-Saxons begin pursuing them. William, realizing what is happening, removes his helmet to show he is alive. The Normans begin fighting back with a renewed vigor and start pushing back the Anglo-Saxons. Eventually, a Norman archer shoots King Harold of the Anglo-Saxons through the eye, kills him, prompting them to surrender. Hi, and welcome to this installment of the All History at All Saints podcast, featuring Drew, Ian, and Daniel. Today, we are talking about the legacy of William the Conqueror, the first Norman king of England. William influenced Western European history by his invasion of the Anglo-Saxons at the Battle of Hastings. This battle marked a turning point in English history, and today, you will learn why. William was born as the illegitimate son to Duke Robert of Normandy and his mistress Herleva of Falaise in 1027. In 1035, after much fighting with the Catholic Church, Robert went to the Holy Land on a crusade to reconcile with them, but died on the return journey. Before he left, he made William his official heir and made his lord swear obedience to William. The Archbishop of Rouen helped keep the peace for William, as some people were unhappy with the fact that he became the duke. After the Archbishop's death in 1037, Normandy plunged into chaos as people began rising against William. King Henry I of France was a major help for William because he believed Normandy was an important asset to the French kingdom. However, an even more dangerous rebellion occurred in 1046. 1046, when William reached an age where he would be able to rule on his own, Guy of Burgundy started a rebellion against him. Henry brought his armies to assist William in defending his duchy. And with his help, William was able to defeat the rebels in 1047. William began planning his marriage to Matilda, the daughter of Count Baldwin V of Flanders. But it had been postponed because the Pope prevented them from getting married. They were eventually able to marry in 1052, and they had five children together. Count Geoffrey of Anjou began invading Maine and threatening Normandy in 1047. William and Henry began fighting against him. But by 1052, Henry switched sides because he was worried about William's power. Somewhat surprisingly, William was able to defeat the combined forces by 1060, and he became the most powerful noble in France. After becoming a powerful French noble, William looked for more power and more land to rule over. He looked to the English throne, where he already had a connection with the family of Edward the Confessor, who ruled over England from 1042 to 1066. This connection was a result of when Edward's father was dethroned and the family fled to Normandy to stay under the protection of the Norman Duke. After Edward died in early 1066, William, the Duke of Normandy, Harold Godwinson, and Edward's brother-in-law, and Harold Hydra, the Norwegian king, made a bid for the throne. Once the king died, Godwinson immediately took the throne, which made both William and Hydra prepare their invasion armies. Hydra attacked from the north, but later was killed in the battle at the Stamford Bridge, which ended in a Norwegian conquest. William landed in England in late September, which helped him tremendously because Godwinson was still in the north with most of his army. On October 14, 1066, the Battle of Hastings began. It was an unusual battle because it was lengthy for its time period. 
When the Normans retreated, the Anglo-Saxons weakened as they broke their lines to pursue them. After learning their retreat was unfounded, and with the Anglo-Saxons unorganized, the Normans swiftly obliterated their army in the battle. Godwinson and most of his followers were killed, which allowed William to become the ruler of England. Once William became king of England, he began building castles and making his army larger to help defend against possible attacks. He also combined Anglo-Saxon and Norman practices in the church and government to make the transition as seamless as possible. Because of his connections across continental Europe, he was able to increase trade and make England more powerful. Throughout his reign, William increased the power of feudalism by distributing land to the church and various nobles, and there were eventually 6,000 manors throughout England. While he did deal with some English rebellions early in his reign, they were mostly gone by the time he went back to deal with Norman rebellions in 1070. In 1085, William returned to England because he believed the Danish would attack. While he was there, he created a census called the Doomsday Book that allowed him to tax people based on their wealth. He then made all the landowners swear a new oath to him in 1086. As William grew older, he became very fat, and when he learned that King Philip I of France said he looked like a pregnant woman, he decided to attack France. He punctured himself during the battle and suffered severe internal injuries, which eventually led to his death on September 9, 1087. He appointed one of his sons, Robert Curthose, to become the Duke of Normandy, and another son, William Rufus, to become the King of England. For his funeral, William was forced into a coffin that was too small, and during the church service it exploded, filling the chapel with a disgusting smell. William's legacy extended across England and continental Europe as his heirs began battling in the Hundred Years' War. While the Norman line is not ruling England currently, William made a profound impact on the history of Western Europe through his military conquest and political decisions. Thank you for listening to our podcast today, and we hope you enjoyed it. Music courtesy of Star Wars and Skyrim.